0: On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Radio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.
1: You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today I am so excited. My guests today are the legendary musician Sergio Mendez and really amazing director John Scheinfeld. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> Th- thanks, Jen. Happy to be here.
1: It's, it's lovely meeting and having you both on the show. We met at the Santa Barbara Film Festival. Uh, we had the world premiere uh, where you had the world premiere of the brand new documentary that we're going to be talking about today. Day, Sergio Mendes in The Key of Joy. And I just loved, loved, loved this documentary. And to me, it was the highlight, one of the highlights, other than interviewing uh, Brad Pitt on the red carpet, uh, this... <laughs> which was a big, pretty big highlight of the Santa Barbara Film Festival, but was watching, going to see this documentary. And then the private concert that Sergio gave us afterwards. What a treat. What a Thank treat. you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: You're so welcome. So, John, how did this project come about?
2: Well, I'll answer the first part of that, Jan, and Sergio can, can pick up. Um I'd had lunch with um, the top executive at Concord Records, uh, which has been Sergio's label for some years and uh, uh, in the course of the lunch uh, uh, the executive said to me, "Well, how would you like to make a documentary about Sergio Mendez? And I hesitated all of five seconds <laughs> and I said, "I'll do that uh, i said i'll do that I'll do that for my mother." Uh, my, my mom used to play Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66 uh, around the house and she'd dance around the house uh, all the time when I was growing up and so Sergio was very much part of my consciousness back then and I've always uh, and I've continued to play his uh, music ever since And uh, but I didn't know a lot about his story but the more I looked into it I thought just a remarkable artist and a remarkable story and Sergio can tell you how we met and how the decision was made that we would work together
1: okay Sergio yeah
0: <laughs> so when I was told by the same person at Concord that uh, that he had a director in mind that I would like to meet him. I told him that I would like to, to meet John and so he came to the house and we spent, you know, like it took me three seconds also to fall in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> what else could he uh, say? We had a... Uh, we had the a, in a... India, he walked into my house and started singing "Machinada" in Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> how could you not
1: fall in love
3: with, with him the, when with he did the that? was Chicago <laughs> accent. though <laughs> No, that's... <laughs>
2: that's not true but it, it, it's a nice story <laughs> no
0: was was total, totally total serendipity as I mentioned a few times in the movie yeah, we we kind of liked each other and uh, I also seen the, the the work he did for Coltrane which I loved that yes. and Harry Nilsson and John Lennon so that showed me that his style of working and his his taste for music and so yeah I mean it was no doubt and we had a and great what, two years
2: what we ended up uh, doing, Jan, was um, I had sort of come up with a uh, my vision for the film, which was uh, the first word that, that you hear, first amongst the first words you hear Sergio uh, uh, use in the film, serendipity. Serendipity. Uh, he's always referred to his life as a series of magical encounters, mm-hmm. and that his life could have gone this way, could have gone that way, but this magical encounter took place and took him off into a particular direction. But also, I, I was very impressed by how he would have the same ups and downs in a career that, that most musicians have. And in every decade, he found a way to continue to be relevant, to find a way to tweak his sound to make it um, important for the people of that Era and and that's a rare thing. Uh, a, a lot of artists sort of have their little moment and then that's it. But here is Sergio, fifty some years later, still relevant, still out there performing, still recording. And uh, we tried to capture all of that
1: in this film. What an yes, amazing career! Correct. Yeah, I so relate. To, you know, the serendipity was such, you know, as you say, it's it's you know your life. And I so relate to that because I feel the same way. My life has been the same way, very serendipity. You know, and uh, and so I, it's it's wonderful to see that and how, you know, things like when Lanny Hall left, decided to leave to pursue her personal life. You you know, that was a big blow for you at the time, Sergio. And yet, out of that, something amazing and wonderful happened. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that story?
0: Yes. Of course, you know, as you've seen in the movie, you know, Lonnie was from the beginning. She was she was a big part of the, the sound of Brazil 66. But I also knew that she was in love with Herb and was a natural thing. Both were in love with each other.
1: Herb Alpert. So let everybody yeah, knows.
0: Yeah. made a decision yeah. to leave the band. And uh, I understood, you know, I was a little sad, more than anything sad. Because, you know, now here I go to start something again, a different sound, which I did. And, uh, and luckily I had met my wife, Gracine, in Brazil and she another she was a great, another great singer great sound and uh, so that kind of substitute the sound that I uh, had with Lani, and you know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of times in a band when you let's say you lose your drummer or the singer it's a very important thing you know but, uh, substitute somebody's been with you for a long time but it worked out wonderful and uh, we've been together now for <clears throat> almost 48 years and she's a great I mean she sings she sang in my all my albums from after the that and uh, it's just a pleasure having her live and on the album so you know things turn out to be great
3: oh, it,
2: they you know Jan uh, this is uh, one of the
0: other things we tried to capture in uh, Sergio
2: Mendez and the key of joy is I was struck immediately when I met Sergio with how relentlessly optimistic he is Yes, he always views the world with great positivity and there's a good example he could have really had a big problem when Lonnie left but it's like okay you know on to the next and let, let's let's be positive about this right? and I think that's a really important thing and it's to be celebrated to to uh, have a life like that and have a career like that viewed through the lens of positivity and I think, you know, these days there's so much darkness in the world yes. uh, that having a, a story about somebody that's it's all about joy, it's all about putting a smile on people's faces that's what's really important and, and that's what our film uh, tries to do.
1: Oh, it, it definitely does. It does, you know uh, definitely puts a big smile on your face and you're happy when you're leaving the film and you know, in the end of the film, and you're singing, and and that's you know all the wonderful music that uh, you know Sergio has produced over all of these wonderful years. As they say, one door closes, another one opens. You know, and that yeah, you've you that. And I, you know, it's like whenever we think something really bad is happening, um, it, it you know if you can t- just like you do very positively, uh, just go. Okay, I know something better is coming along. You know, and yeah. you just take yeah. it with a grain of salt, and you move on to what's next, and and know that something positive is going to come out of that, and here you met your beautiful wife, and as you say, you've been together almost 48 years, and you get to travel together all the time and perform together. How wonderful is that?
3: Cause that's great. I'm sure that's that,
1: a treasure. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's, would be, it was very hard on your first marriage, um, with you traveling all the time, I'm sure, right. uh, and your three with three children, I think, you had. Um, yes. So, very, very difficult. And then when you met uh, Graziella, um, then you were able to travel and, and be together. So, that's very positive. Uh, very positive. What did you, John, for you, in putting together this this documentary, what was the thing that you learned about Sergio that you uh, had no idea about? What was the biggest surprise for you?
2: I I would say two things, Jan. Um, uh, First is his career pre-coming to America. Excuse me. His career uh, before he came to America was largely uh, unknown to people here, and myself included. To learn that he was a pioneer of a particular uh, school of bossa nova. Um, in our film, there's a, a Brazilian uh, journalist named Nelson Mota who, who calls it heavy bossa. And and to know that Sergio was really a pioneer of that, and he was a, a large figure in, in the Brazilian music scene, that, that was... Uh, an important thing to have learned Uh, and then uh, we have a a story that I didn't find in any of my research uh, that uh, Sergio was arrested uh, during the military coup in 1964 and Sergio tells that story very eloquently in the film and it's how that impacted his life uh, there and then how it prompted him to come to America and all of that I think was a a critical event in his evolution as a person and uh, as an artist and uh, I'm I'm glad we, we stumbled across that yeah absolutely
1: so so do you want to um, tell us a little bit more about that event in your you life know, and how it changed you
0: Yeah yeah this I'm talking about 1964 beginning like April they had a, we had a kind of a revolution with the military taking over it was really a dark moment in Brazilian history and uh, so as a musician you know you know they were all military people that they, they didn't like the arts they didn't like uh, musicians or painters or so they arrested me thinking that I was I sent a telegram to a friend of mine a painter a very important painter and they thought that was the key of the the, you know that I was communicated in a special language so it was so surrealistic to me to live that experience and my first son was just born so the combination I said wow this is going to get worse and worse here which it did by the way it did for, you know Brazil from 64 I would say to 70 something was really horrible with people getting arrested and tortured and so I decided to come to America again you know it was like okay uh, I'm going to start something fresh after having great bands in Brazil you instrumental bands and that's what I did and I the best thing I've done in my life was to make that decision and to do and come come over to live
1: here and what was your first experience just so our audience knows uh once you got to America and where did you go initially and how did your career career evolve from uh, that point of coming to the states
0: I start playing clubs in town there was a club called Shelley's manhole now where was it where great did drummer. You,
1: where did you come to first
0: uh, I came to la you did come to come Oh, straight to LA okay came to L.A., yes. And I uh, started playing clubs around town here. We played the Lighthouse in Hermosa Beach. We played the Chalice Man Hall and, and auditioning. I made a record for Capitol Records, Brazil 65. And uh, then the band, they all went back to Brazil. And I stayed by myself. And okay, here we go again. Started over. And that has been, you know, the story of my life. You know, when you have bands, you know, people, sometimes they stay longer, sometimes they leave. and uh, But I, I knew that that was the place for me to be and I'm very happy that I I made that decision and you know met so many people here and made records with other other musicians so yeah that was the the beginning 1965
1: in LA And when and how did you meet Herb Alpert
0: yeah, so when, when we were auditioning the band for record companies, I had a friend of mine that had studios, a uh, recording studio in uh, Melrose Avenue in Hollywood, and many, uh, record executives came to hear the band. That was a very normal thing in those days. You know, there's a band playing in town, and da, 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 you know, so people would come in and would play a couple of songs, and, uh, so one day came Herb Alpert and Jerry Moss, A&M, and they heard the band, and they said, oh, we love your sound, and, uh, we have a new, we're starting a new label. Right now, and uh, because Herb had a huge success, was a Tijuana Brass instrumental band, and uh, they signed me to A and M. Oh. That was the beginning,
1: and that was the beginning. How exciting! Another
0: beginning.
1: Another beginning. You've had, <laughs> Another Well, beginning, many, yes. many beginnings. <laughs> If you were just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price show all about movies. And today my guests are legendary musician Sergio Mendez and amazing director John Scheinfeld. And we're talking about their new documentary, Sergio Mendez and the Key of Joy. Now I don't, you had John, you've had quite you have quite a few people on in this film uh who you were able to recruit to talk about Sergio, and uh one of those people is Harrison Ford. And uh, he was recently on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know Jimmy Kimball, I don't know if you saw this or not. Yeah, we did. You did? Okay.
3: Yes, so, yes we did. <laughs> okay.
1: So I'll just leave the background. He showed. They showed a picture of you and Harrison Ford in, in his half-naked body when he was really hot. <laughs> But he constructed uh, your music su- Not that he's still not hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, he constructed your uh, music studio. So tell us a little bit about that story because it's really funny and he was very funny and uh, in- on Jimmy Kimmel.
2: Well, he's wonderful in our film. Yes. Uh, in my documentaries, I always try to have one or two people that are unexpected to the point where someone will look at this and say, well, what the heck are they doing in this film? And we have two in this documentary. The first one is Pelé, the legend legendary soccer player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only is he in in the film talking about Sergio and how Sergio impacted his life, but we got them to sing together. And uh, it may be the first time on film uh, that uh, Pele sings, but certainly uh, uh, singing with Sergio. Um, And the second one was Harrison Ford. And uh, Sergio had shown me the photograph uh, that you're referring to uh, of Sergio with uh, a young Harrison Ford and his uh, construction crew, and it was like, wow, that's interesting. And then Sergio told me told me the story, which he will tell you in a moment. And uh, I thought, well, we've got to go get Harrison Ford. So I, I reached out to his publicist and and said, uh, here's who I am. This is what we're doing, and we would love to have uh, Harrison uh, do an interview. And with great attitude, this publicist said, Well, why would he want to do that? Oh, he, he's sort of <laughs> notorious for for not liking to do interviews right. at all.
1: This is
3: true,
2: but. Sergio why Sergio Mendes. She had no idea. So I said, just ask him. And a couple of days went by and she called back very sheepishly and she said, well, we're all stunned. He wants to do it. <laughs> and uh, people who come to see Sergio Mendes in The Key of Joy will just laugh. He's very droll. And uh, he and Sergio tell this story, which we shouldn't tell in too much detail. No. People ought to he really see it in the film. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sergio can you know, can give you a, a, a sort of a, his impression Impression of of Harrison at that age.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, well, I had this house in Encino, and that was a was a very large backyard. And I said, I want to. It's time for me. I want to build my the dream studio, so I can make records here. And and uh, so I started asking people around. You know, do you know anybody that's old oh, friend of mine? So I know this carpenter. He's great friend of mine. So here comes. Harrison one morning with the long hair, and uh, again, you know, it was one of those, you know, very, very, very nice and very warm, and uh, again, I don't want to tell too much because right. it's in the film, but it was a great, again, another great encounter, I like him immediately, I never asked him if he had done anything like that before, I just liked the guy, and I said, let's do it, let's start, and uh, you're on. So it was like that, and then and we had such a... He did an incredible job. I mean, as far as carpentry, you know, it's like he was a great. Very, you know, a uh, very detailist person, and you know, and it was, it was a it was a great thing. So for like almost a year, I had him working on the studio with some of his friends, and they did a magnificent job. And I started making music there.
2: And we had such a good time with uh, with Harrison doing the interview. And uh, this particularly the way the way we finished the interview is just hysterical and uh, people should come to the film and and
1: see it. I agree. I totally agree. And you're right, Harrison Ford does not like to be interviewed. It was very clear when you watched the uh, Jimmy Kimmel, he was very uncomfortable. You know, he kept moving in his seat, but he's very funny. He's very funny. Uh and uh and he he will play. He came out and played uh, that night on Jimmy Kimmel, but he did the same in your film too, which was it, it is. It's a it's wonderful. You've got so many great people. You've got, you know, again, Lanny Hall and Herb Alpert. Um you know who were very instrumental um, in the early part of your career, Sergio. And obviously, your relationship has continued to be good through these years. Um, but was it difficult, even though, to get them involved? And I know, John, you're doing an, an uh, a documentary about Herb Alpert, correct?
2: Uh, that's right. Uh, has not been. Uh uh, publicly announced yet, Uh-oh. but uh, yes, uh, <laughs> we we just finished. It'll be out later this year. Oh, great! Uh, it was not, uh, as you can imagine, it was not uh, the least bit difficult uh, to get Herb and Lonnie to do interviews. They uh, they're still great friends with Sergio and Graciana, and uh, so they were they were thrilled uh, to do it. You know, I must say, this was one of the easier documentaries I've done in terms of. Uh, getting people to do interviews. Sergio is so beloved that uh, it really so whether it was Pele or Harrison Ford, that was really easy. But we also have Will I Am, we have yes. Common, right. we yes. have John Legend, we yes. have Quincy Jones. Uh, so uh, we're we're packed with a lot of really interesting people. Uh, uh who who have very interesting things to say about Sergio.
1: Yes, they all do. They all do. With, um, Sergio, are you in the documentary for Herb Alpert?
0: Yeah, I did an interview with John and uh of course, I mean, uh with this with the questions that I, you know, how important was him in in my life and so forth to uh so yeah, I'm there.
1: <laughs> I would assume that you would be. Well the response to this documentary at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival was uh just amazing. Everybody was standing up and cheering and applauding and And just loved it. It was a great, as I said, it was one of the highlights of the film festival this year. So where can people see this movie now? That is it out yet? Are you playing some more film festivals? Or is it going to be on Netflix or somewhere or released in the theaters? How can people see this Uh, movie?
2: As we're doing this interview, uh, it, it is being discussed. Okay. Um, the, the model for a lot of documentaries is to have a, your world premiere at a, at a prestigious film festival. And so we did that at Santa Barbara. And I remember Sergio and I were going to do a, a Q&A after the film. And so uh, as soon as the last image of the film hit, I, I sort of snuck up to Sergio's seat. And, and he and I started to walk backstage to do the Q&A. And this... Massive ovation. I just—I turned around and and said, "Look at what they're doing for you." And 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 uh, it was just—it was just—it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, but armed with that, um, and, and and with the press coverage that we received as a result, um, that really sort of jump-started our distribution uh, efforts. And so we now have a distributor who uh, is handling the film outside of the U.S. And we are in conversations with potential uh, people here in the, in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and we hope that in uh, a few weeks we'll be able to make an announcement as to uh, where and uh, when uh, people will be able to see Sergio Mendez in the Key of Joy. Great,
1: great. Uh, everybody should see this. Film, it it just it just makes you happy, and you're right. With so many things going on in today's world, uh, lots of things going on in today's world, uh, to have a film where you're uplifted and you feel great afterwards um, is is, is, a, is just a joy. It's a joy. <laughs> and it, the whole movie is, and it's the perfect title. You know, in, in, Sergio Mendes in the key of joy. So I highly recommend it to everyone. Thank you both for being on the show. It's, it's just been a real pleasure that time slips by so quickly, but I look forward to having you back on again. And we're going to end. You so the, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And we're going to end the show listening to one of my favorite songs from Sergio, The Fool on the Hill.
3: the sun.
1: You can listen to The Jam Price Show all about movies anywhere, anytime on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and on your smart TV. Also, go to TheJamPriceShow.com to listen to any shows that you may have missed and to listen to the Price Movie Minute movie reviews.
0: On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan
3: Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.